We dedicate the learning today, Lilo Nishmas, Tuvia Bredisrael Yitzchak, Yurachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Basi Tamar, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, the Soich Shar Choyli Yisrael. We started the chapter on Yai Nesach, Halacha Beis on Yai Nesach. Rav Nosenzal quoted a little bit from chapter 60 in Likut Imran, and now he continues. Based on what Rabbeinazal writes about in that chapter on the Kutimran, we'll be able to understand why wine of a non-Jew, or even wine that's been touched by a non-Jew, is forbidden, if it's not miyad. Wine which was touched by a non-Jew becomes forbidden immediately. Because wine makes the person sleep as we see in actual life. And it's for this reason that we have to watch to guard the wine from being touched by a non-Jew. Because the moment that the non-Jew touches the wine, that wine is drawn towards sleep. Which means a disconnect from the 70 faces of the Torah, from the 70 interpretations of the Torah. Because the Zohar Kodesh refers to the non-Jews as dark faces, the opposite of faces of light. Which are the 70 faces of the Torah. That's the terminology that's used. Shehem anpenehirin, which are referred to as light, faces of light. Vroakum him shivim umin. And we know that the other nations, there are 70 of them. 70 of them. Shehem bechina shivim anpen chashuchim. They are referred to as the 70 dark faces. Heper chashivim ponim la Torah. The opposite of the 70 light faces of the Torah. As Rabbeinazal speaks about this in chapter 23 in Likutimran. Because of the fact that wine leads to sleep, and wine has an association, an attachment to sleep, which is the disconnect from the Shivimponim. Therefore, immediately, when a non-Jew touches it, they represent the sleep of the Sitrachra, which means a real disconnect from the 70 faces of the Torah. Because the fact that there are 70 nations of the Goyim shows that they are the opposite of these 70 faces of the Torah. And therefore, the moment the non-Jew touches the wine, that wine is drawn towards sleep. A type of sleep which is a disconnect from the Shivim Ponam of the Torah. V'yalkein hu osrolano, 
And that's why that wine becomes forbidden to us. And this will also explain why the Torah refers to it as Yain Nesech, the term Nesech is associated with sleep. Bechinas, as the Pasuk says, Ki nosach alei Hashem aleichem ruach tadema Hashem spread over you a, sp- a deep sleep vayatzeim eseinechem and he closed your eyes. Kalidei maga ha'akom bayayin nasa hayayin bechinas nesech because by the non-Jew touching the wine it becomes yayin nesech shehu bechinas sheinah bechinas histalchus ha'shivim ponim shehu klolius hakdusha this means a disconnect from those shivim ponim, which represent the full spectrum of holiness. Kiyayin begimatri shivim, because the word yayin is also numerically 70. Kemayisham Rabbi Seinazal, as the Gemara points out in Sanhedrin, page 48, yayin nitan b'shivim oisius, v'soid nitan b'shivim oisius. The word yayin is numerically 70, and the word soid, secret, is also 70. And the Gemara says, Nichnas yayin, When a person drinks wines, a substantial amount of wine, their secrets come out. And therefore, when wine is in the framework of holiness, when it's being drunk the right amount, at the right time, Shabbos, Yantif, to celebrate something holy, then the wine is a composite of all 70 faces of Kiddusha. And therefore, in the opposite manner, when a non-Jew touches the wine, they are associated with the sleep of the Sitra Wine represents a disconnect from all Shivim Ponim, Vinimshach Lebechina Shena. And the person that would drink that is drawn to sleep, a sleep of the Sitrachra, Shehu Bechinas Nesech. Paragraph base, Vialkein Nesar Hayain Bemaga Daika. And this also explains why the Torah teaches us that the wine becomes forbidden when the non Jew touches the bottle. That term Maga. Because usually, touching is done with the hands. They are the, the, the parts of the body that are active, most active. And therefore, they are associated with Asiya, which is the lowest level in the four worlds. And this is why wine brings on sleep, which is also associated with asiyah. Because when a person goes to sleep, the moichen leave, the intellect shuts down, the soul, the neshama leaves. And therefore, what remains is only the body, which is the physical matter, which is also associated with Asiya, the lowest level. And this is why the Gemara says in Kiddushin, page 49, Ten measures of sleep came down to the world. Nine of them were taken by servants. Servants like to sleep. 
Because sleep is associated with Asiya, the lowest level, the level of Eved. And this is why Rabbein Zal teaches us over there in chapter 60 in the Kutimran, which this halacha is based on, that waking up from sleep, coming out of sleep, is accomplished by stories. Because after Rabbeinazal revealed that chapter in the Kutimran, chapter 60, and he was speaking about it, he said, and I quote, Rabbeinazal said, now in this chapter of the Kutimran, I said three things that are the opposite of what the world says. The world says that stories put people to sleep. And I said the opposite. That through the right kind of stories, we wake people up from their sleep. And Rabbein has mentioned two other things that are Included in that chapter in the Kutimran, which are the opposite of what people say. Regarding a woman who is barren, who can't have children, Rabbein Zal said, the, the world says that from talking, women will not become pregnant. In Yiddish, there's an expression, and Rabbein Zal said, I said the opposite that from speaking, saying Sipurei Maisius, a woman who is barren will be able to change that and be able to, to produce children. Rav Nassazal says the truth is, all of Rav Nassazal's conversations were very, very deep. Every word he said was Torah. And they have secrets and great depth in them. Even, on, on a, even the way the words were expressed on a simple level. And every person, based on that person's level, has the ability to see, to find the great depth and wide range of his boinanus. That's in Rabbi Nezal's words. Because the truth is, it's because of this, because of the fact that the stories that people tell generally put people to sleep, that itself is the reason why the truth sadikim wake people up from their spiritual sleep through stories specifically. Because we have a rule in Kabbalah, ki ein hadin nimtak When you want to sweeten a judgment, you have to go to the roots of that judgment in order to be able to sweeten them. So if stories are the problem, then stories are the solution. Because a person who is drawn to physicality, which is asiya, materialism, physicality, 
Azai may be shenaide sipuremaisius. So stories will put such a person to sleep. Kimachma shemesaper maise shenase, because the person is telling or listening to a story that occurred, something that happened, which is the term asia, shezebrinas asia, alideze nimshacho otam lebrinas asia. That leads the person to be drawn to Asiya, which is the lowest level. And that's why that will lead the person to become drowsy and fall asleep, which implies the Asiya and the physicality taking over the person. Whereas the Tzadik is the opposite of this. The tzaddik awakens people from their sleep through stories. Because by a tzaddik telling a story, he's elevating and connecting the story, something that happened, Maisa means Asiya, he's elevating it to the level of Sipur. Remember, we're speaking about Sipure Maisis, telling over things that happen. Hainu Shema lebechinas huasiya el hadibur shu bechinas da sumoichin. The tzaddik is elevating what happened, what occurred, the Asiya, to Dibur of Das, words of Das and Moichin. Because when a person is speaking properly, the dibur is coming from das, from the intellect of the person. As the Pasuk says, from his mouth comes forth das usvuna. And therefore, the tzaddik elevates a person from sleep by telling stories, by speaking these stories. As we said before, by the tzaddik telling this over, when he's telling it, he's elevating and, and curing the asiya, which is the sleep, and through this, he awakens people from their sleep. And this is associated with wine, which has both of these powers. Sleep. And waking people up from their sleep. Because the nature of wine is that it draws sleep upon a person, both physically and spiritually. And as the Pasuk says, that when a person will set his eyes on the cup of wine, then he's going to walk a straight path, meaning, everything becomes a straight path to him. Even things that are very crooked and very wrong, to this person it becomes okay, perfectly okay. As the Gemara says, This is like sleep, which is 
shall call Hashivim Ponim Shel Torah, which is a disconnect from the 70 lights of the Torah. Shalidei Hashichus Chasvashon Noifel Mikol Hashivim Ponim Torah, because when a person becomes drunk, they fall from the 70 lights of the Torah, so that everything becomes permissible to that person. Everything becomes a straight path. That's the real sleep. That's the real spiritual sleep. And this is why the Torah uses a term about wine, that there's a wine that makes a person drunk. However, the Torah speaks about a different kind of wine, wine that brings joy and happiness. The, the, the Pesach says wine brings joy to the heart, and there's another Pesach that says a joyous heart has a beautiful brings forth a beautiful face, a, a face that's, that shines. By drinking wine properly, the person is to, to holy, a, a, the holy face, which, which shines with intellect, with through the holy wine. As the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, page 70, Chamra verechoni pikchen, that wine and spices open up the mind of the person, help the person think bigger. The pasuk begins speaking about wine. Your upper palate is like a good wine, and then the pasuk says. It causes the lips of those that are asleep to move. This means waking up from sleep. Which is when a person is speaking. As Rabbeinazal in chapter 60 quotes this Gemara to open up the mouths of those who are mute. As the Gemara points out in Yuma, why does the Torah refer to wine as tiroish? Because zocha naserosh, loy zocha naserosh. If a person drinks wine properly, bigdusha, then the person's mind expands. They're able to think bigger and better. If the person is not zocha, if they drink wine improperly, naserosh, the person becomes impoverished. They lose their senses. The term roish, which means expansion of the mind, that's waking up from sleep. Which is intellect, seichel. When it says a person who drinks wine improperly becomes impoverished, that means sleep taking over. The Pesach says, don't like to sleep because you may become poor, impoverished. And this is why the Gemara says that we recite song over wine, only over wine. 
ki hashir hu bechinas his oyler usashena. Because singing is another example of waking up from sleep. Bechinas uri uri shir daberi. As we say on Friday night in Lechadoidi, wake up, wake up, give forth song. Ki ein hadin nimtak Because as we said earlier, if you want to correct a din, you want to correct something negative, you have to go to the roots of the negativity. And therefore, it's specifically through wine, which has both of these sides to it. Wine is sleep, and wine is waking up from sleep. That's why wine can take a person out of sleep. Because when we're zoicha to elevate the wine to its roots in holiness, azai nimtak then it eliminates the sleep, it sweetens the sleep, it corrects it. And it's the wine specifically that will help a person come out of sleep, wake up from sleep. Question in the chat, the term asiya means doing, to do, to make. How can sleep be an aspect of Asiya? The answer is, the context that Rav is speaking about here, when we speak about the four worlds that Hashem created, Atzilus, Bria, Yetzira, Asiya, Asiya is the lowest of the worlds, the physical world, Olam Hagashmi. These three words, Bria, Yetzira, Asiya, all of them mean to make or to create. And of the three, Asiya is the lowest level. Just like sleep is the lowest level in physicalness. Paragraph Gimel. And this will explain why we bring in the Shabbos by making Kiddush over wine specifically. Because Shabbos is all about waking up from sleep. Because the six days of the week represent sleep. Again, because they are referred to as the six days of Maise. That's the, the word that's used in the Torah. The term Asiya, again, is the lowest word. And it, it's like slavery, work. The Pesach says that during the six days of the week, your Eved, your servant, like physical matter, which we said before, is associated with sleep. That's the lowest level within the spiritual realm. Because as we said earlier, the servants, the Eved, took nine-tenths of sleep. Shabbos, the Holy Shabbos, represents waking up from sleep. Because the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that Shabbos is a time of major das and moichim. We know the Gemara says there's a debate whether the Torah was given on the 6th of Sivan or the 7th of Sivan. But the Gemara says all opinions agree that Torah b'Shabbos mitna. The Torah was given on Shabbos. So the, the Das, the Moichen, the Seichel of the world was given on Shabbos. 
because the six working days during which we do all different types of work, is associated with foolishness, sleep, lack of real moichen. As the Pasuk says when it speaks about the Jews in the Midbar going out to search for the man during the six days of the week, it says shotu. Shotu means they spread out. And the Zohar HaKadosh says bishtusa, with foolishness. The six days of the week compared to Shabbos represent lack of das. As the Zohar HaKadosh says, the Shabbos Shabbos is the opposite of this. No work. Shabbos is rest. The opposite of this avoida, the term avoida here, Miloshin Eved, with, with servant, servant, being a servant, a slave. Shabbos is waking up from sleep. As the Pesach says in the Torah, speaking about Shabbos, that I'm giving you this mitzvah of Shabbos so that you will know that I, Hashem, am the one who sanctifies you. It's brought that Rav Nachman Chirin, who was one of the outstanding Talmidei Chachamim among the students of Rav Nosanzal, he wrote several sforim. He wrote a sefer, Yekora de Shabbata, the preciousness of Shabbos. And after he wrote that sefer, he no longer slept. During the 27 hours of Shabbos, approximately, he wouldn't sleep at all. And when somebody commented about it, he said, what do you mean? It says in the Torah, V'shomru v'nei Yisrael Shabbos. The Jews are supposed to guard the Shabbos. A guard, when you're on guard duty, you can't sleep. It was all about this moichin, this das, this recognition that on Shabbos, the Gemara says, we receive an additional neshama, and the neshama is all about das, seichel. There's a posuk, v'nishmas shakai tevinein, that the neshama is associated with tvuna, seichel, das. So a person's going to ask, but what do you mean? The Gemara says, sheina b'shabbos tainog, that sleep on Shabbos is a pleasure. It's one of the pleasures of Shabbos. It's true. It means that the sleep on Shabbos is a much, much higher level of kedusha. But it doesn't mean that a person should put the neshama yaseira to bed for the whole Shabbos. A person needs to take advantage on Shabbos of this extra seichel, this extra moichen that we have, to try to spend quality time learning. The Arizal did sleep on Shabbos, but we know that his sleep was moichen de gadlus. One of the stories that Reb Chaim Vital writes about the Arizal was that one time on Shabbos, when he was resting, remember, the Arizal, Rabbeinazal, these are people that got up at midnight every night and the davened nates was seeking every morning. So they were up a major, major part of the night. So if they rested during the day, it wasn't oversleeping in any way. And it's brought that the Arizal was resting on Shabbos and his student, Rabbi Avram Halevi, Rabbi Avram Bruchim, walked in and saw his Rebbe sleeping and he saw his lips moving. And he could tell that there were words of Torah being spoken. And then the Arizal woke up and he saw him. And Rabbi Avram Bruchim asked the Arizal, could you share with me? I know that the Arizal told his students that we, when he went to sleep, his neshama went up to heaven 
and he was fully conscious of what was going on. And he was given a pass, he was given a visa, permission, to go to any yeshiva that he wanted to in heaven. And he describes the different yeshivas. So the Arizal said to this student, for me to share with you a little bit of the secrets that I just learned about Bolok and Bilam, it would take me 80 years to explain it. So imagine the level of Das, the level of Torah that the Arizal was learning during the sleep. V'alkein oimrim b'knisas Shabbos, his oirari, his oirari, uri, uri, shir daberi. Rav Nassim says, and this is why on Friday night, when we go to shul and we sing l'chodoidi, one of the highlights of l'chodoidi is his oirari, his oirari, wake up. Uri, uri, shir daberi, wake up and give forth song. Ki oz hu his because Shabbos is the time of coming out of sleep. Because on Shabbos, all 70 faces of the Torah, all 70 lights of the Torah are shining brightly. Because the Gemara says the Torah was given on Shabbos. And this is why on Shabbos, we are to receive this light of Kaviochel of the face of Hashem. As the Medrash says, on the Pasuk, Hashem blessed the seventh day. What did he bless it with? Hashem blessed it with a beautiful face. The face of a person during the weekdays is not the same as their face on Shabbos. Shabbos is this concept of the face shining brightly. Shehu b'chinas hisoyrus hashenu, which is waking up from sleep. And this is why in the Zohar Kodesh, which we say on Friday night, during the tefillah, right before Meirev, Kigavna, that famous special piece Kigavna, it finishes with the words, The face shines with a heavenly light. Hainu b'chinas heoras ponim. This is the concept of Heoras Ponim that we mentioned. There's a Sefer, a famous Sefer, Siduroi Shel Shabbos. It's one of the outstanding Hasidish forum on the topic of Shabbos, a major, major Sefer all about Shabbos. The author of this Sefer was the same as the author, he's called the Be'er Maim Chaim, one of the great Sadiqim. And it's written that, that again, after he wrote this Sefer, when people would see him on Shabbos, they couldn't recognize him. There was a gvir, there was once a person who came to spend Shabbos with this tzaddik, and then after Shabbos, he wanted to go in to speak to him. So he sees the rabbi, and he says to him, could you take me to the rav? And the rabbi smiles, and, and he found out afterwards that this was the rav, that he looked like a completely different person because this particular rabbi had such an incredible kesher with Shabbos. He wrote an entire sefer, a fabulous deep sefer about Shabbos. On him, you were able to see a major difference on the face, how he looked during the week and how he looked on Shabbos. And therefore, when we're bringing in the Shabbos, we do it by making Kiddush over wine specifically. And we recite that first 
paragraph of the Kiddush, that Hashem completed the creation of heaven and earth. This is an example of waking up from sleep by telling a story. We're telling the story of creation, the last chapter of the story of creation. Because on Shabbos, we need to organize over a cup of wine the story of creation that Hashem completed everything He created during the six days of action, and He rested on Shabbos. And by doing this, by speaking about the fact that during the six days Hashem created everything and on the seventh day He rested, by doing this we're elevating everything that Hashem created during those six days, we're elevating it to the Shabbos, which is the moyach, the chiyos of the entire creation. Shezehu iker bechinas his hashena. And this is what waking up from sleep is really all about. Ki bechinas ho'asiyah because all of the actions, all of the activity, the creation, the work during the six days of creation, that's all referred to as sleep. And when we infuse that with seichel, with life, spiritual life, which is the resting from the work, by doing this, we infuse life and holiness, spiritual life and holiness, into all everything that was made during those six days of creation, and they, we elevate it. Because as a result of this, all of the physical things of creation, all of the materialistic things, get elevated and converted to spiritual. Which is that spiritual life, that seichel, that we've drawn upon them. And this is what, what the Zohar Kodesh and the Arisa refer to when they tell us that on Shabbos, all of the different worlds experience an elevation. All the different worlds are awakened and they rise up to a very high place through this coming out of sleep. Which means a high level of seichel, intellect, which is the life, the life of the party. The Pesach says, And that's really what elevates everything. When all the Sifre Kabbalah and Sifre Chassidah speak about Aliyas going up, this is what they're referring to really. As the Zohar Kodesh mentions this in Kigavna 
And as Rabbi Lazar refers to this in chapter 60 in Likuti Moran, and this is why, when we're starting the Shabbos, we have to tell the story of creation, verbalize it. This is the first half of the Kiddush that we recite over this cup of wine. Because by telling us the story of creation on Shabbos, we recite that first paragraph over a cup and we tell over this story that Hashem created everything during these six days and He rested on the seventh by doing this we elevate the entire creation. We take it out of the status of sleep, hadas, and we elevate it and we connect it to the das, which is the spiritual life, which is the telling over, the speaking. Ki hadibur because Dibur, which is coming from Das, Mipiv Das Usluna, that's the life of all of creation. That's the source of life. That's the battery of the entire creation. As it says clearly in Tehillim, Bidvar Hashem Shamayim Nasu, through the speech of Hashem, heavens were created. And, and this connects with what Rabbi Nezal says there in chapter 60 about waking people up from sleep by telling stories, the right kind of stories. This parallels this concept, the Kiddush that we make on Shabbos. We're elevating the action, the maisa, the asiya, and connecting it to its roots, which is the dibur and the das. And all of this is accomplished on Shabbos through that kiddush that we make over wine. Nimza, so therefore we conclude and summarize. That the Kiddush over wine on Shabbos is like waking up from sleep through telling stories. And it's for this reason specifically that we're supposed to make Kiddush over wine. Because it's specifically through wine that we have this ability to elevate these six days and, and awaken them, take them out of the category of Asi and Shena, and bring them to the status of his, waking up from sleep. Because we learned before, wine has both powers. It can go either way. Wine can put people to sleep or wake up. And therefore, 
When you want to correct a problem, you have to go to the source of the problem. And therefore the wine accomplishes this. It corrects the asiya, the sleep, and elevates it to waking up from sleep. And this is why the Gemara says this famous quote that sleep on Shabbos is a pleasure. Because the right kind of sleep on Shabbos isn't sleep, it's not death, it's life, it's waking up from sleep. You're going to the, to the source of din, you're going to sleep, and you're elevating it. This is the concept of waking up from sleep by telling stories. Unfortunately, there are some people on Friday night, during L'chadoidi, when the shul is singing L'chadoidi, they're falling asleep. Sometimes it's because they didn't have a chance to sleep during the week, and Friday rushing also, and the person, by the time they come into Shabbos, they feel totally spent and exhausted. And there are other people on Friday night who make Kiddush over wine, and then have another cup and another cup, and then their head is falling into the soup or into the fish because they drank too much wine. So all of these things have to be done properly. It's extremely important. What can one do to merit the right kind of sleep on Shabbos? The answer is, number one, to sleep properly during the week, to try not to come into Shabbos totally spent and exhausted. That's one item, if possible. And number two, to be aware of the holiness of Shabbos. The more respect and love that a person shows for Shabbos, completely different clothing, different foods for Shabbos, the house looks different on Shabbos. During the week, things can be imperfect, not in the right place. But for Shabbos, everything is beautiful. That awareness and recognition of Shabbos could make it that the sleep of Shabbos should also be this holy sleep. By the way, the first letters of Shena B'Shabbos Tainug spell the word Shabbos. In the word Shabbos, we see this message that sleeping on Shabbos is a pleasure. To, to holy sleep on Shabbos and even during the week. Because again, we just saw that wine and sleep can go either way. Wine can, can knock a person out, it can put a person to sleep, or worse, it can mess up the person's brain so that the person is saying and doing terrible things, or just total sleep in the form of death. The Gemara says sleep is one-sixtieth of death, or it can be the opposite. Wine, when drunk properly, expands the consciousness, the person is able to think bigger, to be happier. It brings simcha to the person. And sleep also can go either way. It can be a healthy sleep where the person wakes up energized, wishing everybody a wonderful day. I hope we'll complete this halacha tomorrow and go on to bigger, bigger and better.